Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? From section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336. The next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Oh, not bad. Not bad. I'm starting to... Uh, so here's my system for... Uh, marking how long we've been in quarantine. Okay. I use quarantine even though technically that's not what we're in. But um, Stay at home people, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Lockdown. Yeah, but even before stay at home, like just me stop going to work. Right. Um, some people mark it by days. Some people mark it by weeks. I have three systems with which I mark it. The first one is um, number of hot pockets. Okay. When this thing started... I hadn't had a Hot Pocket in probably like, I don't know, probably like seven years. It was the last time I had a Hot Pocket. All right. But so the, this was your the, school lunch replacement? Became Hot Pockets? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Emily went and bought it just for something quick and easy when it's just me here at the house. Um, and so she bought me two 12-packs. So 24 okay. Hot Pockets. Uh-huh. I occasionally um, buy the 24-pack. I'm with you. Okay, this was a 12-pack, but two 12-packs. Okay. One, ham and cheddar, and the other one, uh, pizza or pepperoni. Oh, I don't like ham and cheddar. All right, I haven't even opened that box yet. I yeah. just finished the, the pepperoni. Right, the pepperoni's the good ones. Yeah, so I'm 12 down, so I'm halfway. So apparently, so according to my clock, we're halfway through this thing because I'm halfway through my hot <laughs> I pockets. think it's been a little longer than 12 days, though. Well, I don't eat yeah. one a day. Yeah, hold on. You've only eaten 12 Hot Pockets during this time. That seems That number seems low. Because every and time fire- I eat a t- hot pocket, I have two. 
Oh, see, I I had two the first time, and I felt sick. I overdid it. I overdid it with the hot pockets. Oh no, I, didn't, I felt queasy, and so I went back to just one. All right, then that's your problems. Because yeah, if I eat just one, I'm still hungry. You got to give me yeah, something yeah. else. And Silas is now into hot pockets too. Don't don't tell the. Oh wife. well, uh, right. You probably eat one, and pocket. he eats two. Yeah. Um, no, I have that, and then I have. Um, and when this whole thing broke out, I thought they would shut down liquor stores because I thought that they, you know, I didn't realize they were essential. This is new to me. Right. So I, I bought enough whiskey to last. So I bought four bottles of whiskey, uh, or four or five, five actually. And I'm down two bottles. I mean, I, I've drunk two, two bottles of whiskey. I got three more. So that's All still right. close to that I halfway think, point. I think that's about the same percentage as you are with Hot Pockets. Those line up yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's what an afternoon snack. I have a hot pocket and some whiskey. Right. And then the third scenario is um, episodes of Boy Meets World. I'm right now in season three. We usually watch two episodes at lunch. I'm at season three right now. And so I got to get through. I don't know how many seasons there are, but I can't have it. This thing go past the end of Boy Meets World. Now, is that something that Silas is into also, or is it something that you can watch and there's no bad language for him to pick up? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's something that he's he he's into it. He likes to watch it. Um, now we're getting the high school years, which I think is a little bit weird. I, I, he like doesn't know what's going on, but especially okay. the early ones where he was where Corey was into baseball and stuff. And he just goofy. He liked that those ones. I don't right. know if he's really into it right. anymore now. Was he excited to see Jim Abbott? Doesn't Jim Abbott come on to a Point Meets World episode? Yeah, that's one of the greatest episodes. And at the end, like all the kids come over to get autographs with their baseballs, and yeah. Minkus runs in with a basketball. It's hilarious. All right. Um, well, that that was the '90s when like sports stars used to visit sitcoms. Like you'd see Cal Ripken on occasionally, and Ozzy Smith, and you'd see in the '90s it yeah. was a weird time like that. Yeah. Now sometimes you see them like appear in like I see it sometimes in like kids shows, right? Like well, maybe make an appearance on. Boy Meets World is a kids show. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's a middle school, high school. That that was uh, TGIF. I, I know it's a family show. Yeah, family show. Okay. All right. How about you, Josh? How are you hanging in there with? Uh, uh, all right. I think today. Hot pockets in. Yeah. yeah. I think today is when it started to hit me. Just the whole, just the stress and the unknown, and like dealing with all, like, because I'm working through all this, so it's a lot of pressure to like make sure everyone's got work because we don't want to lay anyone off during this time. So make mm-hmm. sure we're busy, but also make sure we're careful and safety and all this. And I think. I think we're like a month in to this, I think. And it's like, at least since we first took the first precautions. Yep. I think it's been two weeks since uh, Florida shut down, or a week and a half since Florida shut down, something like that. But it's been about a month of taking precautions and stuff. And I think today I was telling Mandy on our walk, like it, it finally like hit me like today where it's like just sad and depressing. Mm. And, like, I'm ready for life to get back to normal. I'm really – I don't even like to open Facebook anymore because every time I open Facebook, it says shows me my memories. And my memory is always an Oriole game. Mm. It's, an, it's either spring training or opening day or just a random game at Camden Yards. So I'm uh, – it would be really nice to get life back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I don't know about life back normal, but I, I, it'd be nice to get back to baseball. I, 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 I support that that one. I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan 
the other day. And Joe Rogan had a point like about being normal and like was it really normal even before all this stuff broke out? Like was life normal? Well, yeah, and maybe that, not really, but there's no such thing as normal. Yeah, and that's why I hate the term the new normal because yeah, it seems like it's just it's almost like a propaganda word of like we're gonna say new nor- normal. So whatever this is, like whatever, however life changes, you just accept it. Yeah, that's what, like I was. I also listened to the Tony Kornheiser podcast. It's my favorite podcast, and like so many people email saying like we we appreciate you doing podcasts to bring a sense of normalcy to this right. whole thing. But the fact is. The Tony Winters podcast, he's recording from his house without everybody else. He's usually like a room of four people in there. Yeah. Now it's just like it's a it screams. And all they do on the podcast is talk about the coronavirus and its impact on sports, but its impact on Tony's life. So it's normalcy in the sense that there's a podcast, but nothing about the podcast is normal. No, but when you look at uh, entertainment and media, no one was prepared for this more than podcasters. Podcasters are putting content out. We're all over this. That's way better quality than what's on, like SNL is doing now on Saturdays and stuff. Because everyone else is learning how to work from home. We've already known how to work from home. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The 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 coronavirus has no impact on podcasters. Right, like (laughs) right. You and I figured out this whole like uh, record remotely way before this. Yeah. That. where you, you've got – you see like The View and CNN and stuff panic that first week of how are we going to have our hosts in different locations. Like it wasn't possible like when there's tons of people doing it every day through podcasts. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and the other thing I don't get – and this is something that drives me nuts is when people talk about like they're running out of things to do or being bored. And maybe it's just my stage in life right now with having two, two young kids and still working – from home and stuff and just having stuff going on but like the idea of being i've never once felt like maybe like cooped up like i felt it's, that it's cooped up never bored like uh, that's not the word here at least for me you you have a different situation you've got a huge yard you've got two young kids you're, yeah. you've got your uh what doctorate you're working on i got my dissertation along with yeah teaching online you got a lot of stuff going on in your life so yeah I don't know. But but I just think like there's so many options and opportunities to oh, to do stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, like, think think about – I was telling my kids yesterday. I was like, think about if, if this lockdown stuff happened when we were kids <laughs> without – like my kids, they've got Netflix. They can watch yeah. anything imaginable. Disney Plus. They've got yeah. their Nintendo and PlayStation. They've got all this stuff to do. So, yeah, it's definitely – I know. And even when we were kids though – I remember going over a friend's house and like the mother making us go outside and play because we would just stay inside and play Goldeneye all day. Right. And and so that's like a hundred times worse now because yeah. there's not just like a couple of cool video games. There's like a thousands of thousands of shows that are good quality shows and a bunch of great video games. And and some, or you could be like one of five seven who is broadcasting tonight a video game. They have decided that now a couple times a week. They are broadcasting on all their social media a simulation of the Orioles playing in the show. Oh, really? And there were people watching it. And I I turned it on for a moment because I thought that, like, Rob Long was going to be doing, like, play-by-play or something of it. But it's not. They're just hit play. Is it two, like, famous people playing? No, it's it's the computer simulation, and then they just walked away, and they let the PlayStation just broadcast. And it gets worse. I think they might be using last year's version 
because when I turned it on, Jonathan Villar was at the plate for the Orioles. Mm. So, and I know that the show. You got to get that roster update. I don't even think you needed a roster update for the show 20 to get Villar no, off no. your team. Yeah, yeah. When when you got the game, by the time it came out. He was off. Move was already. So, I'm thinking they must be using last year's version. Also, the announcers didn't sound, I didn't sound like the announcers that I've been hearing when playing. So, I think they're using last year's. So they're being really cheap about it and trying to get views and get their social media going by doing a video game screen. Yeah, it's not, but the, not the same. If people like that, I suggest you tune into Section 336's Facebook page next week as you can watch <laughs> me play the show. Or you could uh, do a simulation using RBI Baseball. I think that would be more entertaining. Well, that's, yeah, like Cespedes Barbecue guys did uh, Backyard Baseball simulation yeah yeah i know they're into that i was never into so, backyard baseball no that's a different age that's uh, those guys are yeah. younger than us i believe yes they are we're rbi baseball yeah guys. oh yeah definitely not even not even really ken griffey straight rbi yeah yeah it's true um i also remember what was it triple a is that what's that thing i think that was yeah. another baseball that was like the playstation, PlayStation. Yeah. yeah uh mvp triple okay. a something like that i think it was mvp yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're uh, right. It's not boredom. It's just it's just uh just this weird moment of kind of feeling shut in and feeling stuck and not being able to do what you want to do. And yeah, it it gives me more time to play the show and catch up on some movies and TV shows. Yeah, yeah, it's got, I've watched more TV than I normally ever watch. I haven't been able to play the show in, in the past couple of days, which annoys me because I'm trying to get the rest of the World Series. But I finished the Lock and Key series, so that was really cool. Good series. Okay. Good, I haven't watched um, that yet. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Though I feel like that story, I was thinking about this as I was watching it, and we talked about this before, the graphic novel is so good that you almost can't mess it up as long as you somewhat stick to the yeah. stick to those characters. I don't know. Whenever there's great books, it seems like TV studios, yeah. movie studios always screw it up. All right. Well, after you watch it, there's some things that I liked and some things I didn't like, but we could talk about it. All right, I'll, after, I'll give it a try. You see it. Yeah. Um, Josh, there is, has been some baseball news, though. At least um, some baseball ideas. Okay. Now, I tried to bring this up last week, and you shut me down. You didn't even want to talk about it. said there's no way baseball can come back to life. There's no way they can play. Oh, I've had a 100% to the part. And, and, then the next, and then the next day, they come out with the whole... We're, yeah. we're talking about Florida, and then the next day after, we're talking about Arizona. Then a couple of days later, they say, all right, we're going to split half the teams in Arizona, half the teams in Florida, go to spring training, and make it like the Grapefruit League, but it counts. So, um, And then I even heard rumors of talk about taking all the teams to Japan and playing in Japan. So all of this is in a rush to try to bring baseball back in, like, June. Are you for right. this? Well, here's the thing, and I'm sorry if I was against it last time. You were against it last it. time. You wouldn't even let me talk about it because I I've liked had 100% it last time. Change of heart. Good. Because I, you know what happened? I I saw the proposal and I clicked on Twitter and I saw people's responses and they made me so mad because they're so dismissive of it. But here, here's the situation that we're in. Like none of the proposals are good proposals. No. Because there's no good op- the good option would be to play opening day at the end of March. Right. L- like normal. But that's that can't happen. So like there's no good options available. Yep. So understand going in, all of these are bad options. So let's talk about what's the best kind of bad option. And for me, Josh, the best bad option 
is the option that gets me watching baseball. Yeah. Right? And I and there's decent things about these options. I like the idea of do things if you're going to do this and we're all going to admit it's weird, we're all going to admit it's not as good as a regular season and it's going to be weird without fans there, which <laughs> I saw in in either Japan or Korea, they're putting robot fans in the stadium and they're they're mannequins uh-huh. with robot arms so that they can hold signs up. Oh, that's funny. So I hope that we see stuff like that or like where the Orioles get like cardboard cutouts and put in the stands or something. Um, but I like the idea of the, being creative with it, with saying, hey, if we're going to market this to TV and it's going to be TV only, let's mic up more players. Because it is. It, there is also a financial incentive of being the first uh, sport back. Because we're all desperate to watch anything. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA, NHL. If, it, if there's a soccer game on TV, I'd probably be watching it. Yeah. And you talked about miking up the players. I don't, I don't think they need to do that. I think there are some advantages to not I, playing... Um, you could just put a mic on the field somewhere, yes. and it would pick up probably every conversation. Yes. I mean, you heard uh, stuff like that when the Orioles played the White Sox. Exactly. I don't they think they could hear the announcers. Uh, right. They the wouldn't have to mic announcers. up the players. Just some nice boom mics to to zoom in at home plate and and all, and they'll get some yeah. great talk. But but Josh, even when I hear these proposals, yeah, like I I and I think this is why I was so dismissive last time. Like even when the proposals are proposals, and so I think even when they're talking about these things. To do any of these plans would be really challenging. And so like I, I think less than 1% to do any of these ideas. But I still appreciate that they're trying. Right. That they, that, right, they haven't thrown the towel in for the season. Yeah, they haven't gone, on, on, gone all XFL on us. Right. Uh, you see the XFL? XFL, yeah. That. Shut down for good, right? Yeah. After all their trash talking about how they always play, pay their players, I mean – Maybe the AFL uh, introduced the coronavirus just to shut up the XFL. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate timing for the XFL. It did. It was because they were doing things pretty neat. Some people were getting excited about them. And yeah, they, a lot of the rules were popular. Yeah, and it, it was cool having them in smaller stadiums. So just really bad timing for this virus for them. Yeah. I mean, the proposal with Florida going back to baseball, the division for the – for the Orioles that include the Braves, the Rays, the Twins, was like in the Red Sox. Oh, it's a tough like, division. I, th- I thought the AL East was brutal. That was worse than the AL East. So that was a little bit weird. Um, the Yankees had some cake division classic baseball. But I don't know if that was because of – was that done because of the location of the stadium? It was all on location because when you're trying to control yeah. everyone, you want as little, movement, want as little as movement. So if you put all the teams in Arizona, the divisions would be different again. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. On the one hand, like, I'm also kind of conflicted about how this whole coronavirus thing works, Josh. <laughs> because on the one hand, I feel like you watch the news, and the news has taken a decidedly more optimistic tone. Oh, well, no, I think the news has taken a negative tone. Oh, you think so? I don't know. Maybe I've, I've been watching too much Fox News recently. Yeah, so <laughs> that, I think that's the difference. Because I always <laughs> see Trump say – how he wants to open the economy to go and talk to governors. And then I always see like doctors on CNN saying, uh, no, we're going to be closed for 18 months and rolling blackouts and this and that. Mm. Well, I guess, I guess, and I'm hearing that too, but like on the one hand, was it a week ago, just a week ago where 
they said they're projecting like a hundred to two hundred thousand deaths. Yeah, and then and now this week, under six, he says we'll be well under a hundred. Yeah, not, well, not 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 even close to that number. Three weeks so ago, they seems, were saying two million. Yeah, there's projections for for that. So too. it's been all over the place. The problem is, it's hard right now to know really what's going on because it has turned into politics. Yeah. And it's not well, just a then, doctor; it's in, and a president making decisions. There's politics and and talking heads and and all the Trump hatred and Trump love has gotten mixed into it as well. It's true because like people will argue that the numbers have gotten lower because shelter in place is really effective. And if that's the case, then that's an argument to not hurry up and bring back right. sports. Or it's an because, argument to say, hey, we did it. Now we can work our way back. But Yeah. yeah. Or the other side saying, no, you exaggerated this whole thing. This is not right. shelter in place. This is just you exaggerating it. So let's bring life back to normal. And there's no way to know like which side is right. Yes. Right. I saw, yeah. Yes. I saw people saying that, that the original numbers were exaggerated to make Trump feel good. Which doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, that but makes okay. no sense. Because that it's not like Trump came out with those numbers or like just the advisors of Trump. Like those are separate. No, I always like to whatever. The, my favorite stat with the models, and none of this is we're not talking politics. We're just talking what we see and not taking sides yeah. or whatever. And, and we're my, and we're idiots. We're idiots. We're idiots. But, okay, go ahead. But <laughs> when I see all these models, my favorite stat is that uh Dr. Fauci, when yes. AIDS first came out, he said that there would be like ten million Americans dead in the first year of AIDS. And clearly we know Magic Johnson's still alive and always will mm. be. So mm. like that number was so far off that it just shows you that they always make projections and then life finds a way. We find yeah. a way. We figure things out. Yeah. Because yeah, we yeah, because we don't just sit there and take it. We we do something about it. Even if it's just stay in our homes. Um, my, my favorite step, by the way, is people comparing the number of um, coronavirus deaths compared to the number of abortions, as if there's some correlation or oh, connection there right. that you should be outraged by. Right. <laughs> like, like, okay, be outraged by abortions, but I don't understand the connection to coronavirus, how those are related topics. I don't, I never get that. But that's, I see I mean, that probably I mean, once every other day. It's, yeah, it's because there's the word death in both. So they're yeah. comparing death rates. Yeah. So, so I, just, I can, I can, I, I can see that stretch because this is so politicized. People are spinning things to do whatever, to say whatever you want. They're, they're, it's like they're writing the news story and then they're looking for facts that fit into their story. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I think part of it also, what feeds into it is like we don't know everything, right? Like we don't know exactly how this this will, how many people be infected. Yeah. We don't, like there's unknown. And so like, sometimes when there's unknowns, we like to fill it in with our own biases right like no one seems to accept the fact that this is a new virus that no one's known anything about that we were told humans couldn't even get and now we have to figure it out and yet they expect to have a go to an expert and the expert know the future even when the expert says every time we'll have to reevaluate next week right tomorrow that's why they're saying these small goals right shelter in place for two weeks and that's because they don't know right um and the yeah, truth there's is, a lot of people who do know. Right. Uh, or do claim that, to know. <laughs> right. And that's what makes it tough on baseball. Right. So, right. Because because what? I, I mean, because then you could speculate a start in, in May. Or you could say the season's over. Right. Like, that's a, that's a huge so, – that's a long season. What, 
Which is it? Yeah. Did we talk about this last week or was it afterwards that Dan Straley was on the Baseball Tonight podcast? And he is playing over in Korea. So so they're dealing with this. And he's, yeah. his, he says that like his GM texts him every day with updates as they get it. And they're now starting their spring training. So they're practicing uh, self-scrimmages. And they're going to do that for two weeks. And if no one gets sick, then, they'll, then they can uh, have opening day like a week later. If someone gets sick, they have to go back for uh, quarantine for two weeks, then try it again. Because no one knows. So like they're trying to make these goal dates and be like, all right, if someone gets sick, though, we're restarting the counter. And I think right. you might have to see baseball do a little bit of that also here. Yeah, but that you could see that being very frustrating for everyone, right? For oh, the yeah. players, totally. fans. That's that sounds really frustrating. Well, and I think that's why if I think baseball's trying to time this to when the test in is like massively available. I know they keep making more and more tests in and they got that 15-minute test because then you can go ahead and test everyone uh every other day or something. You can test guys Besides just taking their temperature when they come in, you can test them every day and it not seem like, why do baseball players get tests when I can't get one? They, yeah. they, baseball has to wait until normal people and not just Tigers in New York can get testers, tested. <laughs> you got to admit that was a weird story. Yeah. yeah, that a tiger <laughs> got true. tested and humans That's cannot. That's the first thing I thought, too. And, of course, on Twitter, they were all over this. That's the first thing I thought, too. Wait a minute. You got – no one can get tested. My, my, right. my wife was sick. She's a nurse. She couldn't get tested, yet you can test a tiger. <laughs> right, exactly. We had we had our we had a friend of the show, Justin, up in a hospital in New Jersey. Uh, and yeah. he, he on, on oxygen, and they wouldn't, couldn't t- get at him a test, but this tiger's getting a test. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, Josh, I want, we wanted to get into, uh, switch gears here a little bit. Yeah. Um, you, you, you texted me and I, I, an idea for the show to talk about our favorite Orioles at each position. Okay. Um, and so I started to think about this Yeah. and I started to do a little research and it turned out to be a lot more challenging than I thought. Like oh, there were yeah. some ones that it came is. right away to me. And then all of a sudden, I started to think about it more, and I would have to I'm, go back and add or kind of reevaluate my previous list. Right. And so I, I had a tough. I don't. I didn't make. I. I just have, and in my notes, I guess I'll decide right now. But I just put like a bunch of players in each position. I. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know who to pick. I made a list, but I have some alternatives in mind as well. Okay. And I'm interested to see how this plays out because we did it as like guys in our lifetime we like to watch. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, 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 whoa. Really? You went you went beyond? Okay, here's an example. All right. Let me get let I want to give you an example out there. And I'm not saying he's made my list. But let's say example like Rick Dempsey. We did not see Rick Dempsey play. No, but, we didn't see him win the MVP. All right, but, but we see him do the color commentator. Yes. He loves the Orioles. He's so biased, it's hilarious. Everything the Orioles do is great. Yeah. And for that reason, I really like Rick Rick Dempsey, All even right. though Fine. I was not alive to really see him play. Uh, you can put him on. You can put him on your list if you want. But like, I have a couple guys like that. But here's the deal: like, I've got like Brooks Robinson. That's another one I got. Brooks Robinson did not make my list because even as though much we I, met him once, we met him before. As much as I love Brooks Robinson, and I named, named my daughter after, after Brooks yeah. Robinson, and I've met Brooks Robinson, and I've seen highlights of Brooks Robinson, 
he's not a guy I went to the fan and stadium and cheered for. So that's why he didn't. I mean, I guess I did cheer for him, but not when he was on the not when he was a player. So that All right, but for I, me, I, but that's I see, why I'm I, interested I, to see how our list pans out. Yeah, because I would argue that you could still really like Brooks Robinson without ever having watched him play. And I think you're right. Uh, the more I, now that you make that argument, I kind of I agree with you. Uh, when I was making my list, I did not go that way. I went There's with, only though a but, couple guys that I would even right. look for. Yeah, it's basically Hall of Famers. Yeah. Um, and Rick Dempsey. <laughs> and Rick Dempsey. All right, um, Josh. For you, what was? Just one other question, then we'll yeah. get into it. What was the hardest position for you to land on one guy? When well, did you have one position? And I'll tell you mine because I I could list like a hundred guys. I feel like, and maybe this was because this is a, a position I played growing up in elementary and middle and high school, so I was more kind of drawn to this position. Um, but also, I just think there's a lot of memorable players and that's third base third base for me was the hardest um, I, I position agree. to pick my I had player. I had yes I had three guys marked down for third base I settled okay. it with one um, I had like six yeah I I well I kind of went with the first guy that comes to my mind for that position actually I put eight guys at third base I'm trying to choose from. all right well, well we'll go through <laughs> we'll go through uh We'll go through multiple guys. Now, I got around it a little bit by using the DH slot and the utility slot. That, oh, helped, me out yeah. a little, that helped me out nice. a little bit. Yeah, I finagled that a little bit too. So, hey, uh, right, Let's get started. I yeah. was going to say, do you want to jump into this list or do, you wanna, do we want to talk about what we did last night that we want to get 336ers involved in? I don't know if we want to get 336ers involved in it. All right. Well, we can talk about it after this list. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you really don't want to? Well, no, because more poker players mean more competition for yeah. me to lose to. But I had a really good time playing last night. Yeah, so we 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 played some online poker last night together, uh, with like ten guys, and we got spots. We got slots. We can go up to eighteen people. So we're going to open it up to some more people. Oh, is so, that stop at eighteen? Yeah, I think so. All right, I think good. yeah. So that'll be two full tables. So yeah. if you're interested in playing with us, I think we're going to play Thursday night. So send me a DM. And get involved. We Thursday few, night? That's news to me. I th- that's what we talked about last night, I think. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Right. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Thursday night right now. Uh, right. But maybe another night. If you're interested for any night, just DM me and we'll get you in the mix. We had some 336ers last night and it was fun. Absolutely. Very last minute game. All right. Let's yeah. get to the list. All right. What position we'll start with? Well, let's go around the horn. Let's start with first base. Okay. You you know, I, I at least I did mine kind of position numbers. So I started okay. with first base. And I went with I went with the deputy. I went with Chris Davis. Okay. Who do you have there? Um see, this is a bit of uh finagling. Um I went with, with Trey Mancini as a first baseman. Oh, okay. Can I do that? Really? Trey Mancini's your favorite First baseman? Well over over Davis, over Rafael Palmero. Rafael Palmero was 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 on on the list. But see when I think of Rafael Palmero, I think of um in court. Um I had I, that problem I, too. That's exactly what I did. Um though he has a great mustache and he was a great order for a while. He was also a Texas Ranger. The other guy, my other closest second actually guy, was Randy Mulligan. Oh, that's a good um, one. Moose, right? Because he had a great nickname. 
Moose. Hey, and um, mine. But that, I, but I was noticed. I was, I was, and maybe I was trying to avoid recency bias. But I didn't have very many like current or recent Orioles on there on my list. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I wanted to fit Trey Mancini in there somewhere, and my outfield was full. Left field, no go. Sorry, I'm not moving Hyunsu Kim. So I, I had to leave room for Trey Mancini. I'm just kidding. I, I had to leave room for Trey Mancini there. All right. Well, I'm kind of with you because I went with Chris Davis because that's also my only current Oriole on the list. Okay. And, hey, hey Chris Davis has some great years, and he's given this show a lot to talk about. There was the a player I thought of bumping ahead of Chris Davis, but I put him as my DH. So I'll share that in a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I might have the same guy. All right, I think we do then. Um, all right, second base. Who do you got? Okay, this one was easy for me, and then this is a weird one. I, this is a weird right, personal I, affinity that I, I have for this guy. I, I had two guys on this. Wow. Where are you going? There was a moment. I don't know when is this. Like the mid two thousands, where there was a contest for the second baseman's job. And it was between Jerry Hairston Jr. and Brian Roberts. And they were fighting it out for the red second baseman. And I think over the course of the career, I think Jerry Hairston got a World Series ring or two. But Brian Roberts had the better career. But I was always team Jerry Hairston Jr. And so my favorite second baseman for the Orioles of all time uh, is Jerry Hairston Jr. And I know that's probably not a... But I can understand that. Pick. And that's the, that's the fun part about choosing our favorites is we don't have to have a Hall of Fame discussion. We don't have to have throw up numbers yeah. and all that and stuff. That's, and dad was a Brian Roberts guy. And I got so used to defending Jerry Hairston Jr. Kind of like how you get used to just defending guys who you feel like get hated on. And so, yeah, that's why yeah, he became So you favorite. made it political. Yeah, I made it political. <laughs> uh, I went with – I almost went with Brian Roberts, but I decided I had to go with Jonathan Scope. Yeah, he was so much fun. Scope is so much fun to watch. I, yeah. As good as he was in Baltimore, I always thought he could do better. Always thought he had so much potential, but I enjoyed Scope. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. You can't go wrong with Scope. He, he, had, he had fun playing the game and a rocket arm turned that double play. Right. And since his best friend didn't make my list, I had to, oh. I had to get him in there. How about third nice. base? At third base, I can go first. I went with yeah. Melvin Mora. Yep. That's my favorite third baseman. You had a long list. Do you agree with me, or do you have someone else up there? Uh, Melvin Mora was kind of my number two guy. All right. And because when I see Melvin Mora, kind of the same reason as Jonathan Scope, whenever I think of Melvin Mora, I think of just him smiling, right? Exactly. Like, we yep. have that very and, – and he, like, he would always have this kind of permanent serious face, but then he would just smile out of nowhere, and it just could brighten up a whole baseball right. field. And, and like he's like a good guy. Like He's got like the – dozen kids or whatever and yeah i got a whole bunch of loves kids, them. yeah yeah, yeah so, just so likable right. just yeah so who did you um, pick over him well here are some other my honorable mentions um chris sabo honorable mention because he was sporting the retro <laughs> yeah just, third just base. With the specs all right yeah um uh brooks robinson was on my honorable mention sorry just not good enough brooks mm-hmm. manny machado was on my honorable mention because right. i mean manny machado I seriously thought about him making him number one because he was pretty freaking special to watch at third base. All right. Um, All right. Uh, you might be other going guy, with the guy I almost put in this slot. I don't think you got this guy. Okay. The other guy, um, honorable mention, Wilson Betameet. <laughs> the meat. The meat. Yeah, because what a great nickname, the meat. And just hearing him talk and the yeah. Jeremy Conn impersonations. Yeah, that's true. And then um, the, my last one, and maybe this is like 
my last honorable mention, and maybe this is just because he just retired and I have a soft spot for him because he just retired. But the sheriff, Mark Reynolds. Yeah. My third honorable I mention. I like Mark Reynolds. Um, um, my number one guy, though, yeah. the guy who have a third base, be- only because of his batting stance. And I imitated his batting stance when I played just because I thought it was so unique and so cool. The completely open stance, like staring at the pitcher, um, open stance. And that's Tony Batista. Okay. I forgot about Tony Batista. That's a good one. I, I like that. Yeah. I, I don't uh, know. I almost I almost put Cal in this place in third base. Oh yeah, yeah but you I that. but I had so you to have a different shortstop, right? But I had to. But Cal, I know he played third base for a few years, but come on, he's a shortstop, so he's my shortstop. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's why I guess I could have put Manny at third. He played a few games there too, but there's no short. And I I wanted to squeeze JJ Hardy in, but you you can't move past Cal like that was I think Cal was the only one when we made this list that that's a one that you can't change like, agreed anyone in Baltimore on my list that that has actually I didn't even put him on my, on my list he's not on my list I didn't write him down because he's just assumed right there's no other honorable mention JJ Hardy like is a classic Oriole but he's not I mean, I no. mean you can make an argument for Mike Bordick but not if Cal Rickman's on the list if Cal Rickman's on the list yeah he's every kid our age every kid's favorite player every right. Oriole fans yeah you make a list of, you right. If all I could do was make a list of any player, any position, only choose one guy, it's Cal. Yeah. Cal. Yeah. If you're a Baltimore guy, it's Cal. No, and, I, and you're all right. So I was talking to a guy a little older than us who is from Detroit, a coworker of mine down here. And Alkaline uh passed away last week. Yeah. And he was saying how when he okay, got right. that news that he teared up and all. And I was talking with him and I was like, you know what? I can understand because that'll be me one day with Cal. Sure. It's because there's sure. way too many memories of my childhood with that man on the TV yep. or, or down on the field. Yep. So, and I, now you can make new memories with him as you just joined Twitter. And he's not bad at it, too. He was, he was doing some good. I enjoyed his tweet of uh, at Lamar and showing how his dog could catch a ball. Oh, yeah. And his... Um... Tweeting at with Mary, 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 Maryfield and going back because Maryfield yeah. has the longest current streak. Right, right. And I liked his tweet showing that he was watching the twenty one thirty one game on the world's tiniest like LCD yeah, screen. Yeah, what was with that? It was <laughs> like, like my living room, dude. Yeah. You're Cal Ripken. No. Why is your living room looking like my living all, room? All I could think of was Michael or Scott. Like my parents' living room. It was like all I could Michael think Scott. of was Michael Scott when he goes to show the little LCD on the screen <laughs> and, and that he just bought for his room. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. And he's sitting on the floor, like not even furniture. It just cracked me up. Yeah. It's like he wanted to show he was a normal person or something. Yeah, or Except he you lost look in all the background. His... Right. Oh yeah, yeah. The, that, oh yeah. The the right the the mantle with all the gold gloves. Yeah. It's like it's like he lost everything in the divorce except for those awards. Exactly, hanging on the wall. All right, Matt. Why don't you uh you want to do utility or you want to head out to the outfield right now? Uh, what about catcher? Oh, does that come last? How does that work? Catcher is not on my list, but I know who my catcher is. This was another really tough one for me. Yeah, I had a. I could name off the top of my head. I could probably name four that I could be, but I went with uh, Mickey Tettleton. Okay, I like. Yeah, he's he's on my yeah my my list. Mickey and that whole '89 series and the Fruit Loops. I'm all in on Mickey Tettleton. 
Yeah, I mean, he's more of a Detroit Tiger. He only played two years here. But I, know. I agree with you. When I think of Orioles catcher, I Love Mickey, you know, comes right to mind. Right. Um, and that, that song but from the 89 season. Who do you, yeah. I mean, you got Chris Hoyles, don't you? Um, I have him as an honorable mention. All right, because that I mean, was one I guy... thought of went as well. Yeah, and he's – I like Chris Hoyles a lot because he's like – he's kind of – he looks like a catcher. I don't know. He's kind of like – he's not very attractive. He kind of looks rough. Um, and he played his entire ma- major league career with the Orioles, right? He's, for whatever it was, right, like still 10, around years. the team. Yeah, still around the team. Um, the other guy I put honorable mention was Rick Dempsey, just because I like him so much on yep. the broadcast, even though I wasn't around for his playing days. Um, at least don't remember his playing days, right? Um, Ad- Ad- Adley Rushman was also honorable mention. <laughs> you no, know, no, no, not fair. He's not an Oriole. You can't put Adley Rushman on the list. Okay, but but you know who I'm going for my my the, my favorite. Yeah, coach. you're going for uh, Jesus and Cleats. Wieners for Weeders, Mr. Matt Weeders. Uh, Matt that... Weeders facts. Here's a couple of my favorite Matt Weeders facts. Matt Weeders once framed a pitch so perfectly that it counted as two strikes. Another one. Matt Weeders took bat in practice this morning. There were no survivors. And the last one. There are no steroids in baseball. Just players that Matt Weeders has has breathed on. Some Matt Weeders facts. Um, I bought into the hype. Yeah. And you know what? If he didn't have all that hype, he would go down as a really good catcher for the Orioles. He would. Instead of You're right. Instead You're of right. being kind of a disappointment despite the all-star teams. Right. No, and he he was good, just not cover Sports Illustrated <laughs> hyped up great. Yeah. Yeah, just not as good as Adley Rushman will be. All right. Who do you go with your utility slot? Did you go with, right. did you go with Ryan Flaherty? No, he didn't I did make not. my list. All right. Okay. I went with. I won't. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. You got David it. Newhand. <laughs> David Newhand. Yeah. Why? Why did you go with David this, Newhand? I just like the dude. Because this dude, <laughs> David, David Newhand, is I like, he played, till he, was, he played till he was like 40, just in the minors. He couldn't get a break. He just kept on playing and playing and playing. And then he had one year for the Orioles. Oh, I need to look this up. I think it was in 2011. Where he like hit 300 for a season with the Orioles, and like and then went back to being a career minor leaguer. But here's just a by, grinder. By those stats, you should have had uh, Caleb Joseph as your catcher. Yeah. Oh, that's another good one. I, I should. Yeah, definitely honorable mention, right? A minor <laughs> leaguer. Just everyone's an honorable out. mention for you. Yeah, I like them all. I, I like my guys. All right. Uh, I went with Robert Andino, simply yeah, because of the curse of Andino. And when you think yes. there's, I mean, I you think of uh, Ryan Flaherty, and I think I think of his moment as when he was cursing at uh, Mariano Rivera, and and you could uh, nicely lip read him at the plate. But I mean, yeah, that was a good moment. Robert Andino's moment is the curse of Andino, and when I combine yep. that with the pictures that you saw of him smiling, and every year it gets sadder or sadder. Yeah, put yeah, Andino yeah. up at the top of my utility guys. Yeah, but no. Okay, here it is: the 2004 season, um, the year after the after the 2004 season, he bats 202, then 250, then 203. But out of nowhere, in 2000, in 2004, he played 95 games, 400 bats, hit 311, just had an awesome year, and then went back to being like a 4A player. Weird steroids. And I was, and before that, he was hitting like 400 over 400 in the minors. I just really remember him very distinctly. Like, yeah, look at this guy. Grinding, grinding, grinding. Finally, like a Caleb Joseph situation. Right. And then even after he falls off after his one good year, like he still plays till he's like almost forty. 
in the minors. Like, do your thing, man. I love grinders. He just reminds me I, of like an average Joe just playing baseball. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I totally forgot about the name David Newham. So My other honorable mention, yeah, just for the mustache, was Jeff Rabelais with the yeah, had the nice mustache. That's my other honorable. All right. Yeah, I think. But no, Brian Flaherty didn't make my list. Like as kids, I don't think we really appreciated the utility position or really thought of the utility position. So, all right, uh, let's move to the outfield. In left field, I went with again. We've had lots of great outfielders and lots of fun outfielders. I went with Mike Devereaux as my left fielder. Hmm. Wasn't he more of a center fielder, Josh? Yeah, I yes, he was. But I I had a slot already in center. I know, I know. I uh, and I, look, I wanted to put Mike Devereaux in there too, but I, I looked it up. He did play some some games on in left field. I checked right. the stats. Just squeeze him in there. I'll allow it. I I have some finagling. I mean, after Evans, he's my first baseman. Exactly. Um. So left field was tough for me. Um, I'm going to go with Felix P.A. <laughs> was the left field list pretty weak? <laughs> no. PA? Here, here are my honorable mentions. Because P.A., he hit for the cycle one time, don't forget. Yeah, yeah, what I a remember. great name. But what a great name, Felix Pye. Right. Um, just a memorable dude who was fast. He never lived up to potential. But I was I was liked Felix P.A. I would have gone with Steve Finley or something before Felix P. Actually, I think Finley was right field. No, here's but, a uh, really your, good guy. Yeah, some um, honorables who who could fit in multiple positions. Who I really like, B.J. Serhoff. Okay, right. He's he's just that. a gamer. You he's know, a gamer. Yeah, my honorable. I would go with Nate McLeod. Okay, that's a good one. As a, as Other honorable mention, Luke Scott. Yep, forgot about Luke Scott. Yeah, I just like him. Hits home runs and is an oddball. And I yeah. like oddballs out there. And then, Josh, I don't know how you can't have Hyunsu Kim as an as uh, I saw him on the list. He's uh, got your own he's got his own uh theme song. What are, what are you talking about? Yeah, um Hyunsu Kim. Hyunsu Kim was not gonna make my list. Right. Well you made him out of a uh, we really wanted him to be a star. I wish he was on my list. How about Centerfield, Matt? Well, Mike Devereaux, honorable mention, but it really came down to two guys for me, either Brady Anderson or Adam Jones. Mm, right? I did some finagle on yes. Did you switch Brady to right? I did because he played some right field. I know he did. Um, but and, I'm going and the funny Adam thing Jones is, Adam Jones player. has played some right field also. So you could have put oh, either. Yeah, it's true. You could have put either yeah. over there. But I, I'm right there with you. I feel like it's almost like a Ripken pick with Adam Jones in center field. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, going with right field. I already said mine, Brady Anderson. Okay. Um, I got Nick Markakis. Oh, Nick Markakis is a great one. I tried yeah. to squeeze all my center fielders into, into the outfield. But right, but, yeah. right, field, right field was tough for me because there's three other guys who I could make an argument for. One of them, my personal favorite, was Jeffrey Hammonds. And okay. if you look at like the 97 season, 96, 97, he was 24, 25 years old. He looked like he was going to be one of the best players in baseball. Um, I think he was second on the team in home runs in, in 97. He had like 20-some dongs at 25. And he just looked like a star. And then he got hurt in injuries. But I still, like I always liked Jeffrey Hammonds. He was, you know, the five-tool player. Um, other honorable mentions, like Jay Gibbons has to be on there for his arms alone. 
an appearance yep. on Wedding Crashers. Yep. Um, and the other guy who I just I like, I don't know. Uh, it's just so weird still. But Sammy Sosa. <laughs> I I wouldn't think of him as like any Oriole favorite list. If I was making a list for Cubs players, yeah, I, I just thought it was that. really. I thought it was fun when yeah. he came to the Orioles. Yeah, it you, still did you, did you put Vlad Guerrero in your list somewhere too? Then no, he he didn't make my DH list. He's I feel like he's less fun than Sammy Sosa. I don't know Sammy Sosa though. All right, um, so but, D, DH, who you got? We skipped that. Yeah, this was really tough for me. Uh, oh, this was three easy guys. for me. Really, I got three guys. Who All right, trouble put on there. Who you got? All right, um, one guy I got for his local connections, Hall of Famer Harold Baines from over here on the Eastern Shore. Mm, okay, sure. That's a good pick. That's all right. Um, the my second runner-up is Delman Young. Okay, for his one double. Well, for his going on Instagram in the middle of the game, and also for okay, the double. I forgot about that. Both forgot. those reasons make him kind of and my what, favorite. What about his? What about his tirade? Uh, or his his, uh, <laughs> his pants whatever. Was, yeah, his anti-Semitic remarks right, or whatever. Right. To, um, his violent. But yeah, I'll give I'll give you the Instagram. Yeah, uh, but my number one is Eddie Murray. Mine too. My number one. DH. Mine too. Eddie's um, just because. I remember being in the stands chanting Eddie. Yeah, I remember having, having the T-shirt right that said Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Right, I chanting, remember. rooting for him to get 500 home yeah, runs. Exactly, 500 was our our generation. Him getting up to that, mm-hmm. exactly. All right. Even yeah, even though his younger days, we really I don't really remember. I remember right. the return. The return. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the return. When he was like 40. Right, and the only, and what made the return work is those memories of the younger. Days from other generations. Yeah, which and that made was you kind of excited cool for bringing them back. Right, like I remember, you know, like this is the connection where Dad can tell us and remember how awesome Eddie Murray was and how important he was to, to some of those teams. Yeah, where <laughs> maybe I didn't really remember them. Yeah, so it was you know, that that's a good point. We should have invited Dad on this episode. He could have presented a bunch of old people. Yeah, it's true. This would be good to, to get his. It would have been to have a, would be very different. Yeah, yeah, he would have given us. Uh, he would have. Don Buford and Brooks Robinson would definitely be on that list. Right, and like Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Or so. did, yeah, even before that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess, yeah. All right, uh, let's get up on the mound. Who you got as a starting pitcher? Um, again, this is really tough. I thought starting so pitcher pitchers. was really tough. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have this vision in my mind of two things that this pitcher did. One is like, throwing almost a no-hitter against the Yankees. And another one is, like, I just had this vision of watching him pitch bases loaded against the Yankees again and, like, striking out the side with the bases loaded. No outs, bases loaded, and striking out the next three guys. And I don't know if that really ever happened um, or if they almost know it. <laughs> I just have a vision of dominating the, the, the Yankees, throwing 97 miles per hour, and somehow never turning out to be a great pitcher, which I never understood. And that's Daniel Cabrera. He's not your pitcher. That's an honorable mention. Or is that your pitcher? I don't know. Uh, I mean, right, no, we'll just, my, that's that's my pitcher, Daniel Cabrera. All right. Well, we'll just throw. We love Jim Palmer, but he's not going to be on our favorite list because we didn't see him. What about yes, no sure. Mike? What not Mike Mussina because he went to the Yankees, so he can't be well, on your he, favorite list because yeah, he was your he, favorite he made, as a kid. 
Yeah, I had I had a little plaque with his um, baseball card with a baseball card. Yeah, a little plaque, not not, not right. a poster, oh, a, a plaque. plaque. Well, no, a black plaque with a glove, a golden yes. glove, and a, and a, a baseball card. Well, that stuff used to be commonplace for kids that collected cards. Yeah, yeah, um, cost like twenty bucks. But anyway, the he was definitely my player growing up. Um, if you ask me this, you know, growing up this is Mike Cena. Right. But he and if he signed with any other team. He would still be my favorite pitcher of all time, but he signed with the Yankees, so he's yeah. Dead makes dude. it awkward. So he's not on the list. I can't put him as, as my favorite player. I kind of went with you too, where I didn't pick like a Hall of Famer or uh, well in like, our lifetime. I, in our the lifetime, were limited, the, right? And it's like yeah, the options were very limited, and like Galsman and Bundy never lived up to potential. Yes, again, when they were drafted, they were my favorite. Right, I love Dylan Bundy. Up until he started to pitch in the majors. So I went with I went with Jeremy Guthrie. Great choice because you know a long time guy. We'll just forget. We'll, a, lot we of, played, a lot of opening. A lot days. of opening yeah. days. Uh, I felt like in those years when like the Orioles could do nothing, he could at least get six seven innings in. Yeah, good dude too. Um, good guy. We will forgive him for the these O's ain't royal shirt or whatever that he wore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll look past that, and I'm putting Jeremy Guthrie up there as my pitcher. Yeah. All right. Um, other honorable mentions for me, Sid- Sir Sir Sidney Ponson. <laughs> yeah, right. Just for was... the entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and he's a sir. He was knighted in a row, right. so you got to love Sidney Ponson. And all you got to do guy... is you could find him at a bar after the game. Absolutely. Yeah, and he would have a drink or, or ten with you. Um, the other guy was Jamie Moyer. Just because Jamie Moyer pitched forever. Yeah, that's a and good one. up there throwing 70, 80 miles per hour. Stand with the Orioles. The other guy, Chris Benson, just because his wife was really hot. So if you're into that, um, I had a, Chris Benson is the guy that we signed and had a hot right. wife. So. I'd call out Ben McDonald. But again, a guy I thought never really hit the potential. Oh, no. Number one overall pick. Yeah. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. So there's a lot of like Rodrigo Lopez is another guy I kind of liked. Kind of a Jeremy Guthrie kind of guy. Just kind of grinded through. I think throw like a Chris Tillman in there too. Um, yeah, but, yeah, that's true. I've, Chris Tillman is a very similar to like a Jeremy Guthrie type guy. I was t- I was tempted to throw Chris Bedard in there just for the fact that he got us Adam Jones and you know George Sherrill yeah. and Chris Tillman. Right, right. Though no one liked you know no Chris no. Benson. Uh, all right, I think I, I know. Either. I think we. I think. All listeners know who's who's your one reliever in your bullpen. Um, yeah, but I was thinking about this, and the more I thought about it, I just kept on adding names to my list. Well, because so it's a, relievers. A, a There's a lot list. of them. All right, well, I'll throw mine out there. I went with my uh, middle reliever because we still have a closer position. So my reliever, I went with Tommy Hunter. Just for the fun aspect of he was always out yeah. in the bullpen pulling pranks. Ooh, yeah. Tommy goes boom. We all waited for the home run and couldn't believe how much it would happen. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm really surprised at you about that one, though, Josh. Yeah, I thought that would be a fun one. Who well, who do you have? And let's go through some honorables. I thought for sure you were gonna say Dar- Darren O'Day just because. Oh, I do like Darren honorable. O'Day. Wind up. Uh-huh. Can I just, Josh? Yeah. The year is. I'll tell. You, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The the year is 2000. Two, two, 2010. Okay, okay all, right. all right. Here's Ten years ago. Stats. Ten right. years ago. This kid is 23 years old. All right? And he led, at 23, year old, 23 years old, he led the staff 
in um, in FIP, fielding independent pitching. Um, he led the team in the strikeout to walk ratio. He led the team in strikeouts per nine innings. He led the team in strikeouts, an ERA of four point three zero. Not bad for the twenty three year old kid. He was third in innings pitched in the whole team, and that's as twenty three years old. That's Brian Mattis. Brian Mattis was a oh, great you're, you're, pitcher when he was twenty three. We all knew you were going with Brian Mattis. Yeah, I just I think some uh, people forget that what, people remember him going to the bullpen, and then going back to starter and being a disaster. People people forget um, that Brian Mattis had a good year as a starting pitcher. Okay, but you're not picking there. starting pitcher; you're picking a relief pitcher. And so yeah, if you're picking, picking Brian Mattis, it's not about those starting numbers. It's about the fact that he could get David Ortiz out with his eyes closed. And Josh Hamilton. Any yes, lefty, yes. he would destroy. Um, so, yeah, Brian Mattis is my pick. couple honorable mentions. George Sherrill for that flat-brim hat. You got to love that. And, well, in that case, throw Pedro Strope in there as well for the crooked hat. Yeah, the crooked hat. Yeah. Um, Josh, I'm also surprised you, you didn't go with this guy, uh, Greg Olson. Yeah, we got a closer position coming up, remember? Oh, we got a separate closer position? Yeah, we, yes. We got a closer okay. position. Yeah, we decided to keep guys okay. like Greg Olson and Zach Britton and guys okay. out of that. And George Sherrill, too, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, who's the guy who was blow, who blew like five games in a row to start the season one year? Yeah, Mike Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's a couple other honorable mentions. Koji Uohara. All right. I, I dismissed him because he went to the Red Sox and really showed his dominance there. Yeah, but he didn't want to go to the Red Sox. He wanted to stay with the Orioles. So no, I you just couldn't that. understand what he was saying. No, he was super nice and just wanted to be an Oriole for life. But he, yeah, I do um, like Koji. Yeah, um, Jesse Roscoe, just because the guy was out there fifty <laughs> years old and still out there throwing. That's hilarious, Jesse Roscoe. Right. Um, Arthur Rhodes. I don't know. Whenever I think of Orioles, I think of I think of Arthur Rhodes out there throwing too in the bullpen. And my my last guy, um, Armando Benitez. Just because now everyone throws 100 miles per hour, but when this kid came up, you know, you know, in the right. late 90s, it was, he was throwing 98, 99, and like no one else was doing that for the Orioles. And so, just the fact that you know you're a young kid, you like people who throw hard, and so I loved Armando, Armando Benitez just because he threw the ball so sure. hard, and he was a hothead. You like that hothead too stuff, I like him to get in a fight with the Yankees. So Armando Benitez is another honorable mention, but. Brian Mattis is my guy. All right. Well, I got Greg Olson, as you said, as my closer for this. Okay, uh, I got Zach Britton as mine. Yeah, and that, that and that makes sense. Those are the guys. I, I can't think of anyone else that I could, I would trust as a closer in the Oral, from the Orioles organization. Yeah, I mean, you could go with uh, Johnson, right? Who they okay? Uh, True. Salary dump. Jim Johnson salary dump to to make room for. All right. Um, Zach Britton. You could also. I mean, I remember. I, like Chris Ray and BJ Ryan. Yeah, but you're not gonna. But you're not gonna pull yeah. any of them into your favorite team. Um, yeah. No, you can make an argument maybe for Zach for Jim Johnson, but yeah, Zach Britton's my guy. All right. And who is managing this team for you? Mm, see, here's another one where I think it would be okay to go with an Earl Weaver just because you know the everyone has seen YouTube highlights of Earl Weaver, right? Going bonkers. Yeah, we're calling into the radio, and yeah, that would be a whole lot of fun. But yeah. that type of baseball is not played anymore, or not managed. Right? Anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that would work nowadays. No. Uh, my other honorable mention. Well, who who do you have, Josh? So he's one of my honorable mentions. I mean, you got to go with Buck. Okay, I thought. I, so. Yeah, that's my other honorable. So I, I had Frank. I had Frank as an honorable mention. Um, 
And I even had Senior as an honorable mention because I think he did get a little screwed after that uh, 88 horrible season. That 0-21. Yeah. yeah. So I got um, those guys. Yeah, it's, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, but, but, but good old Buck. I like my guys. I went, uh, my, uh, but my favorite manager was Dave Tremblay. I just, I just remember Dave Bye. Tremblay. I just because he was so bad, and I, and he wanted to do so well. I remember an interview with him where he talked oh. about just like walking like after an Orioles game. It's like midnight, and he's just walking the streets of the Inner Harbor, like walking around Baltimore, trying to figure out why he can't win any more baseball games. Yeah. I just felt so sad for the dude. It's not your fault. Your team's terrible, you know. Um, yeah, but I really, I just he was You're so right. genuine and just nice, and just it was clearly clearly in over his head, but like just nice about it, and really wanted to do well. And I, and I, it's kind of funny and sad all at the same time. So he's my guy, Dave Tremblay. Yeah, and I went with Buck because, but I also think Buck kind of just hit at the right time in Orioles baseball with the, it, his personality worked really well as at this stage that TV broadcasts were. So like when you think of Buck, it's that you loved like his optimism and his pressers. Uh, I think another honorable mention, a guy who maybe if he hit at a different time, like might've been up there for me would be Johnny Oates. Oh yeah. It's great. Pick. Cause I really like Johnny Oates as well. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So, and and David Johnson wasn't bad either, right? So um, uh, but yeah, John, Johnny Oates is a great call. Well, that takes care of it as our favorite team, right? Favorite Orioles? Did we cover it all? Yeah, yeah, I think we covered it all. Now, who's your favorite Oriole fan? Favorite Oriole fan? Yeah, Oriole fan. Is it Carney? Is it Romeo? Is it Wild Bill? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just coming up with this on the on the uh, yeah, and I, I mean it's it's Wild Bill. Oh, he's a little before our time. He's before he? our time, but still. He's the original, like, mascot. And I yeah. can't think of any other fans, but, like, no, fans I'll, that are I'll in every, with, like, marketing thing. I'll still go with Sunglass Guy. Sunglass Guy? I mean, yeah. <laughs> all those guys. All those guys have been great to us. All those guys have been a lot of fun to interact with. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't really have a favorite fan. So, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. I'm just trying to think of something else to throw out there. Favorite um, logo? No, that that's for Twitter. Twitter's <laughs> oh, yeah. dealing with that. One five seven. All right, I think I was a uh, two three eight, something like that. Mm. So, all right, Josh, good show. Yeah. So th- this is our favorite Orioles. This is our favorite next Orioles. Week, next week will be our least favorite Orioles. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how far the virus goes. I don't think we can go back to back favorite and least, but yeah. uh, depending. If- our, our favorite Orioles who started with the letter A, we could go yeah. just each letter of the alphabet. Right. By number. Um, favorite number ones. Favorite I number twos. This, I saw, someone asked this question, this quiz question on the radio the other day. That's what radio sports radio has turned into, like quiz Quizzes? questions. Yeah. And this one was like, what which name has the most home runs in all of baseball? So like uh, if you have so they have to be have the same first name and last right. name and then you can combine those home runs. All right, so it's like all right. Um But here's what I didn't know. And the answer was and you'll never get this, but the answer was Frank Thomas. Oh, because um, Frank Robinson, Frank Thomas. No 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 no. Oh. Frank Thomas. What are you talking about? 
like, oh, like people named Frank Thomases. and people named Thomas. No, people named Frank Thomas. Oh, he had more, so Frank Thomas had more than Chris Davis's. But there was another Frank Thomas. Right, and there's two um, Chris Davises. That was my point. Yeah, I'm following along. But, he, but but here's what I don't know about the Chris Davis. This is the stupidest conversation radio's ever had, by the way. Oh, I don't know. To talk but about multiple here, Frank Thomases. Yeah, but here's when it, and like they were also guessing um, the Ken Griffey because you got Ken Griffey Senior and and Ken and Griffey Junior. Okay. Um, but but here's here's the um, what I didn't know. Does spelling matter? Because if spelling matters, Chris Davis. It, is out of the running. Yes. Right? Yes. Chris, that's the one I just said. Okay. Yes. And, and Chris with the C. Yeah. Well, it's radio, but, so spelling doesn't matter. It's all about sounds. Okay. You can't see it. But I it. think even with that, Frank Thomas has had like 600 home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I can get that. I can understand that. It's but, just a weird, uh, weird. So anyway, we could do our favorite Robinsons or something. I don't know. We have plenty of weeks left. I have 12 hot pockets left. We, we're going to be here for a while. Uh, let's hope that before we get to. Breaking down favorite names that we can uh, get some baseball back. Oh, and if you're looking for my favorite name, spo- spoiler alert, I think it's, let me see if I remember, Odrissimor Despagne, favorite <laughs> Oriole name. All right. Yeah, well, Felix we will not. Felix close number two. We will not go down that route because you will try to get me to pronounce names that I cannot, <laughs> that I cannot pronounce. I yeah, know how this your, goes. Your favorite names will be Chris Davis. Right, Chris Davis and uh, yeah, Greg Olson. Yeah, yeah. I, yep, I can go that way. Jared Jurgens. JJ Hardy. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Section Three Three Six. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roca. DM me if you want to play poker with us. You can follow the show at Section 336 Show. And if you have any, like, uh, topic ideas, you can throw those our way, too. Just hit up at Section 336 Show on Twitter. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and iTunes and write a review. We all know you got time. Go ahead and do it. Um, Leave us five stars and a nice review. All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. And as always, go O's. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com.
You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.